This is Ryan Watches a Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls in the lobby yard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello, welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 227. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Ryan Holes. How are you? Ah, pretty good. Good. Glad to hear it. Kevin's still not with us, but he should hopefully be back soon once we get into a normal recording schedule after the holiday. What movie do we have you watch this week? Far Cry. Far Cry. Pick this in honor of Assassin's Creed that actually came out today as of this recording. Went uh, with another video game adaptation. This is directed by Uwe Boll, friend of the show. I think I can call him a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Anybody that was on the show... I call him a friend of the show. Uh, uh. Classic film director. I have a synopsis here for this one. An ex-Special Forces soldier turned boatman is hired by a journalist to investigate a top-secret military base on a nearby island. Ryan, tell us a little bit about Far Cry. Well, it turns out, and many people don't know that when you give me a movie file, you don't name it, so I don't know what it is until I watch it. And it turned out, and for the first, I'd say, 10 minutes, I literally thought that it was, like, Predator 3. <laughs> because it was, like, in a concrete jungle, but it was worse, and it had the same Predator vision. <laughs> but it turns out that it wasn't. Um, it's got this doctor, uh, uh, is, it turns out working on the island, and he's creating a sort of bulletproof soldiers, and they're, they have, like, some normal, uh, Kevlar in them everywhere. Except for their eyeballs and their mouth, which will come into play later. Um, this guy's niece is a pretty big journalist, and she orders a boat to get asylum because her uncle calls her for help, and then that's all the message she has. Is that he needs help. So she orders this boat. This boat's won by an ex military special forces guy. And they go to this island and they quickly find out that this doctor has been taken hostage. And he is now. One of the super soldiers, they're doing experiments on. So they go to this island, and they get kidnapped by military people. Well, the girl does. And the guy, they shoot a rocket at the guy's boat, blow it up. And they go out to look for body parts or whatever. And he eventually ends up taking a few of them down. And he goes back and rescues the girl. Then they have sex, which is, it's hard to explain, 
But if you watch it, it's very, very awkward. Nice. Like, it's just a weird, weird play. And they both say very abnormal lines to each other. And they end up getting together. And they wake up the next morning. And the whole running joke from the rest of the movie is this guy, sister, how was I? And she says, mm, about a two. And they kind of laugh, and later on it turns into three. Then it goes back to two, then back to three. <laughs> Throughout the entire movie. So eventually this girl gets kidnapped by this doctor. So the special force guy gets to rescue her again. And there's a, a small boat that is transporting food to this island. And the special force guy ends up commandeering the moon and the boat as a captain. Which he, the Swiss Force guy, befriends the captain. And the captain's like the loud mouth sidekick. The rest of the movie. Sort of like, um, uh, what's it, Chris Tucker and Roger are. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like a loud, smart mouth. Bad guy, they can't, or good guy, they can't really do anything. He's just long for the wise cracking hammer. So, eventually they go into this facility and this, they find the girl. She's up in a room off above where they are. And where they are, the doctor releases some of these means. And one of the means happens to be her uncle. And her uncle's all my kid the shit of them. And then he looks up and sees her and suddenly she has a change of heart and starts kicking all the other men's asses and fighting alongside these two guys. And they eventually fight their way out of the bunker they're in and the uncle gets shot in the eye by the leader, the leader, bad guy protector. That's what I call her. And after he gets shot in the eye somehow, he reaches up and snaps her neck and then dies. He falls over and dies. And the man, woman, and the sword mouth. They escape the island eventually. And the last you see in the island is the doctor waiting for a boat and means to go after him. And when they get back to the mainland, the guy that has been destroyed at the beginning gets a new one from insurance. And the smart rough guy is like his assistant captain and that's him and the girl him and the girl are together and that's about the end of the movie. Do they live happily ever after? I uh, I assume so. 
Was there a scene at the end where he goes, how was that? And she says, it was a 10. No, I don't know. Oh, my God. I mean, it sounds like they set it up for for her to say that. Exactly. But. All right. Well, what did you think of Far Cry? Um, not good. Not good. Not good. It was the acting on certain parts of it, okay. On other parts, it was pretty terrible. And the story, like, uh, I'm, I can watch other people play this game because I'm not good at it. And I like to watch other people. But the movie was nothing like the game. Yeah, I had a feeling. Because the game, the game looks, other than the main character, because it's the, the guy in this, played by Till Schweiger, is, he plays Jack Carver, the main guy in the games, at least the first uh, one or two games. Steven Dorff. Yeah, Steven Dorff was the voice of the guy in, I don't think the first game, I think he was the voice in the second game, maybe? Uh, but, yeah, uh, Steven Dorff. It would have been, I don't understand why they wouldn't just get Steven Dorff to do it. Maybe he didn't want to do it. That's uh, actually a thought that exact thing. This guy kind of reminds me of a uh, miniature where I feel like all that miniature where Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I like, I like Till Schweiger. I just, I'm not sure why. I guess this was just a payday for him. I'm not sure why he did this movie. It, I watched the trailer. I didn't watch this movie, but I saw the trailer, and it looks it looked very generic. And I am a fan of the Far Cry games. I haven't played them for quite a while. I think I don't think I played three or four, but I did play Blood Dragon, which was amazing. The kind of offshoot for the I think it was three. It was like a standalone expansion thing. And then I played uh, Far Cry Primal, the one that came out last year. I think it came out last year. And I liked that one a lot, but that was a lot different than the other Far Cry games. If you're not familiar with the Far Cry games, it's basically this kind of open-world, first-person shooter that takes place on a tropical island. And there's kind of like stealth elements, and I think the big hook to that game is the freedom that you have where you can just kind of take on a problem from a lot of different angles. So if there's like a village that you have to infiltrate, you can either do it by stealth or with lots of guns, or you can get a, get commandeer a helicopter and parachute in. And with the later Far Cry games, they added a lot of uh, wildlife to it where you could just be randomly attacked by wild animals, bears oh and rhinos and things. Did that happen? No. Oh. However, there's a... Uh, apparently no Far Cry movie that is based on Far Cry 3 that's coming out. I, I, think, f- I think Far Cry 3 was the most successful one. I think that one was the really, yeah, really big yeah. one. Which I, unfortunately, didn't even play that one. <laughs> I played one and two and Blood Dragon and then Primal. I was I I liked I remember when the first Far Cry game came out, it was I had a gaming laptop at the time, that Toshiba one that you helped pay for. And I remember I got that around I think it was around when the first Far Cry game came out and I got it for that PC, that laptop, and it just looked so amazing. 
I just never I remember, saw it. I just remember it being insanely difficult. It was a tricky game. Like the AI in that game is real smart. Yeah, yeah. I remember the AI being very clever in that game. Good games, though. It's a good game series. Yeah. Uh, yet another one that Uwe Boll kind of licensed and made his own for some reason. I guess he felt that this one would uh, make him some money, and I don't think it really did. I don't think this one made him anything. It was the the main good guy. It was sort of like, I don't know, I'm sorry. The, in those games, were you like bulletproof, sort of? You know, I can't even remember. I can't remember if there was like a supernatural hook to it. I think there was. Because I, I could be getting that mixed up with Crisis, because Crisis was sort of had the same locale. Uh, and in Crisis, you had the kind of a suit that would give you bulletproof armor and speed and stuff like that. Uh, so it might be Crisis that you're thinking of. Because if in, in the game, if you are bulletproof, you sort of more like the mutants in this than the main good guy. Is mm. the main the main good guy just a normal special forces guy? Like he doesn't he's not bulletproof or anything. So it sounds like you didn't really like it, but it also wasn't a complete crap fest. Correct. Okay. Now, I think you've seen, I'm just on this show alone, we had you watch at least a few of these Uwe Boll movies. We had you watch, uh, I think we had you watch House of the Dead and In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. I don't know if, I don't know if you watched any of the other ones on this show, but looking at those two, where does this stack up? This is a little more entertaining. And I didn't find myself staring at the watch for every five seconds wanting it to be over. So it was alright. It wasn't terrible, but it certainly wasn't good. Alright, fair enough. Uh, So we talked about Uwe Boll's films several times on this show, but we'll just go over maybe some of his, just looking at his filmography, the video game properties that he tackled so he did uh, as i mentioned house of the dead he did uh blood rain it, it's funny because like a lot of the ga- movies that he adapted in or games he adapted into movies were not even particularly great or or well-known franchises they were kind of like mid the middle middle of the road games like blood rain just yeah I mean, that game was, I guess, somewhat popular, but it wasn't what I would consider to be a triple-A, you know, powerhouse title. Well, but apparently, also according to Wikipedia, he's making a watchbook, man. Who? Uwe Boll? I, mean, I, I know it says the man's on him, man. general. I think it's just... In general, I don't. Think he's, he's not. I don't think he's doing it. In fact, I think earlier this year he said that he wasn't going to be that he was retiring. That he wasn't going to make more movies. I don't know if I believe that necessarily, but so he did uh, House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain. There was uh, he did Far Cry. He did Postal, which was another 
Did one. you do one of the Resident Evils? No. Paul W.S. Anderson did all of the Resident Evils. Uh, yeah. uh, he did a couple. There were two sequels to Blood Rain as well. And most recently, he did a, a sequel for In the Name of the King, which was crazy to me because the first one was just such a garbage pile. Yeah. And somehow a sequel was made? I don't know. It's just, it's very. Is it called a return? What is it called? What? <laughs> I think I know. I think I'm part of the, the sequel. It's called In the Name of the King, The Last Job. Then no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's, what that's the all about. The Last Job. The Last Job, yeah. What? Does the king have job? It doesn't even make sense. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't make sense at all. Oh, he also made In the Name of the King Two Worlds. So there's three of those. Do you remember the game Dungeon Siege? I mean, we, we, I know we talked about this on the episode, but... It's just such a weird game to adapt. It was like this PC RPG game that was just not that popular. I guess he just kind of grabbed up whatever he could. I guess he contacted these publishers and was like, hey, how much would it be to license this game? And they gave him a number, and he was like, all right. If anyone's interested about his method of making movies, go back and listen to the episode of the podcast that he was on, and I talked to him about that. And it's just, uh, he's, <coughs> he's just such an interesting character. I feel like his method is closing his eyes and pointing to some piece of paper with the name. Well, it's like I'm I'm never really sure if he actually likes making movies or if he's just looking to make a quick buck. Like, I don't know. Because to me, in speaking with him, he just always seems like he's a businessman. Like, that's what he is. He's He's a businessman. He knows how to make money. And... Yeah. With with these movies, like he, I mean, he was smart in a way to look at, because he started doing this, you know, when, when video games were definitely on an upswing, when they were becoming more and more popular. So, you know, uh, House of the Dead came out in 2003, and that movie was, you know, a shit show, but it made money, so he was like, you know what? People like people know these titles. They know that these properties. So let's just uh, make movies, and yeah. even if they even if they have nothing to do with the game at all, and they just use the title, yeah, because that's what it seems like for a lot of these. Where he just like Postal, like Postal was so loosely based on the games. I mean, there was the Postal dude, and there were certain nods. There were there were plenty of winks and nods to the game, but. The movie was I just feel, I feel like, you know, the real postal game that's got to be made in season at least. Well, interestingly, there was a movie he came out with, and of course there was two sequels, I think, to that called Rampage that was a lot closer to what, se- what Postal really was, where you're just going around killing everyone you see. The, the Postal movie was more of a comedy but it just wasn't. It just wasn't that funny. In the movie, does he? Uh, is there any urine slash uh, zippo letters? I don't think so. I don't think 
maybe maybe that happens. I know that the cat gun happens where you where <laughs> in the game where you can find <laughs> straight cats and put them on the end of the gun. It's horrible. But I know that happens in the movie, but it's done in a really silly way in the movie. But anyway, yeah, I don't know what to say about Uwe Boll. I haven't seen any of his movies for a while. I remember the Rampage movie, although it was somewhat tasteless. I thought it was probably his best. And he also did one a few years back called Assault on Wall Street. And that one wasn't horrible either. But of course, it's, you know, you're, you're going in with pretty low expectations. All right, any final thoughts before I give you your drum roll on Far Cry? Let's hope it's great is better. No, we'll get to that in a minute. First, let's get your let's get your drum roll. What do you give Far Cry? Four. That's a four out of ten. Not too bad. It's kind of middle of the road. That's kind of what I expected actually, because just from watching the trailer, it just looked like super generic action movie across the board. There's just nothing about it that seemed like anything. The whole, the whole how good was I and the whole loud mouth tried gang. They were the really the most generic markers in that movie. Alright, so what do you think about Assassin's Creed? Um, I I hope it's good because I really, really, really like the game. Yeah, I know you're you're a big fan of the game. It's P thirteen and that kinda scares me. Not for the swing. But in a sense queen, one of the main things that you do is go up and stab people. Yeah, but you can you can show that without blood. I mean, the the thing about the Assassin's Creed games is they're M-rated games, yes, but they're not overly gory or anything like that. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like you could get away with a PG-13 movie. Uh, I, that I that's coming. The fact I hope that is the case. Hope it's still okay with with the PG-13 rating. Well, unfortunately. Uh, it currently has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. We have a review. We have a review for it up on the site now. Blake gave it a three out of ten. So yeah, unfortunately, things are not looking too good for Assassin's Creed. I know Kevin was going to go see it. He was actually going to see it in the theater, but uh, after seeing the, the the reviews for this, I don't know if he'll if he will. Let's say it's like this. Alright, I'm going to the movies quite this day. Would I rather go see the new Star Wars or Assassin's Creed? Star Wars, absolutely. There's no question. There's not even a decision to be made there. Go see Star Wars. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. That kind of sucks that it's... My decisions aren't made up because Assassin's Creed is so terrible. I still, I'm still gonna go see it, but I see most of these video game movies in hopes. I mean, I saw Warcraft for God's sake. It's just weird because you have good directors and good actors behind this movie, and you know there there were good people behind the Warcraft movie too. I mean, Duncan Jones is a really good director. And it's like they just can't make a good movie out of these video games. It's like some, it is a curse. 
it's just you get even if you get really good directors somehow the movie just falls apart i want them to make a mad video game movie would you say madden yeah um no oh it's for them <laughs> madden the, the movie yeah madden the movie the game madden the movie or the game madden the game the movie madden the game the movie Apparently they're making they're working on a new Super Mario Brothers movie that's animated. Uh, all right, um, I'd be yeah. I'd, I'll check it out. Why not? Why not? All right. Any final thoughts on Assassin's Creed or Far Cry? No. No. All right. Well, then I think it'll that'll do it for this week. I hope everyone listening has a wonderful holiday. Send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at my legs don't work. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>